Good morning. This is Henry Harris, and welcome to another edition of the Spiritual Foundations of Mental Health. Today's topic, untangle your heart, untangle your knots. Okay, let us begin with an overview. What do we mean by the spiritual foundations of mental health? You and I and every single one of us in this world is healthy and safe right now. It can feel not like that. It can feel like we are blemished or broken or out of order. The distress and anxious, fearful feelings can arise within us. And honestly, it can just feel like too much. I want out. I got to run away. I got to escape. I can't face this. It can feel like that. It can definitely feel like that. And you know, um, it's not uncommon that we are truly fooled by that perception. And yet, we are learning about a simple truth that those very feelings themselves are part of a normal and healthy world. They're part of a healthy and normal human being. And there is room in our lives for those feelings too. That does not mean that therefore, because there's room for them and that they are part of a healthy and safe world, that does not mean that therefore we have control over them, that we have somehow a technique or a skill set or a muscle to banish those feelings. No, at least I don't know how to banish them or control them. I am suggesting that they are not requiring a skill set or a technique, but rather a willingness to be, a willingness to be with them. We can be with them. We can live in the same world as those feelings, even without our control over them, even without our capacity to banish or master them. And we can still be in our world. We can live in a world inside of our own skin inside of our own internal emotional experience with those uh, fluctuating and even volatile moods. We can. As we are interested in and begin to explore the truth about these, about where feelings come from, about how moods and psychological experiences are being created, we start to recognize that those feelings and those moods are being created in this moment. It's really not something that can be described in kind of an analytical kind of intellectual sense. It's just, I don't need it to be, I, 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 I don't need those feelings to go somewhere. They hurt. It's uncomfortable. And yet, and I don't have control over their presence or their departure. And yet, I can be with them. I can be with them. And this is really, in a sense, one of the central pillars of our job in this world is to be with our lack of control and be with the beauty that exists alongside our lack of control. And that's really what it is, the beauty, the blessing that exists alongside our lack of control and our capacity to see that we do navigate. We do. 
we do navigate, we do reset, we do experience loss of control and, and, and freak out, and we experience equilibrium. And it's easy to overlook that. It is so easy to overlook that. And I'm not giving you any technique or, or, or um, task here. I, I, I think gratitude is an amazing thing. I think acceptance is an amazing thing. I'm not here speaking about a specific task or homework assignment of gratitude and acceptance. Rather, I'm, 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 I'm confident in my own and in your ability to awaken to the gift of gratitude, to the gift of acceptance, to the ability to be with um, blessings in a way that acknowledges where those blessing comes from. And our ability to be with things control, things that are difficult, with an experience of acceptance, we can we can awaken to our capacity to be. We're to, we're talking about something that is. It's an awakening. It's an awakening, and there's not a person in this world who has not had experiences of feeling awakened, of feeling the capacity to be with various moods, of being able to watch various moods, even as we feel them, that there's some measure of a relationship with them rather than just being uh, dominated or trapped or overwhelmed. We can, we can be with our feelings and yet still feel them and their pain or alternatively their blessing and their goodness. All of this is, is grounded in, in, a, in a simple truth, the truth that there's only one single simple source. There is nothing generating anything of this world except one single power source. I, I can't feel a feeling no matter what's going on around me. I can't have a mood no matter what my past or present or possible future might be without this moment's divine flow, without it's that live feed that is showing up in my heart, that's animating my experience of life right now. And there's a gift that I can see that. The table is also being animated, but it's not blessed to my understanding. It's not blessed with its capacity to be aware of that. It's not able to have an experience of that flow. I have a flow that's flowing through me at all moments, not a physical flow, not a measurable uh, form, of, not, a, not a flow that's measurable in a manner that's form, filled with form. It's a, it's a formless flow. I'm experiencing the same flow that everything is experiencing, and I have the ability to, conscious of that, to become aware of it or alternatively, to lose sight of that and to live as a, um, uh, uh, in, live in a misunderstanding that I'm, I'm being created, I'm being shaped and fashioned in my moods and feelings from things of this world. So we have this awesome opportunity to, to be interested in and curious about this single simple source and thereby feel an amazing 
mitzvah, an amazing spiritual accomplishment called emuna, called the affirmation of a single creator. And we have this powerful, powerful opportunity to be loyal to the creator and there and 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 turn away from all the places where we might feel inclined to attribute power. This traffic is causing me power. This person's character is causing me distress. This person, this disagreement is the source of my feelings. Now, it's not to say that those things don't require responses. And it's not to say that we're not feeling distress or unpleasant feelings. Just the ability to acknowledge the truth about that feeling in the moment is such a powerful accomplishment, such a wonderful pursuit that I can inwardly acknowledge, you know, it looks like this traffic is literally the source of my distress and distress and anxious feeling right now. But I know, I know how that works. Oh, bang, that's an incredible internal affirmation. It's an incredible accomplishment. Oh, but it didn't do a thing to my dis my stress level. Okay, it's still an amazing accomplishment. It's still a service of the heart. It's an amazing accomplishment. And of course, there's a part of us that would say, well, that's, no, it's not. Feelings is where things are at. The resultant good feelings is what I measure success by. No, no, no. I'm not, I, I do that, but it's not where the, it's not, it's not the truth. The truth is that we don't possess control over those quotes, those, those feelings and the resultant feelings. We just, we don't manage those. We don't author them. What we do have control over is this capacity to focus our attention, to look in the direction of truth, unconditionally independent of how we feel. And then guess what? That is inherently an accomplishment and it clears the way. It does affect us. It does affect us in ways that we don't fully understand and in ways that we do see. So that's our intro. Today's topic is called Untangle Your Hearts, Untangle Your Knots. So in this week's portion, we learn about something called Avoda Shebelev. The Torah speaks of the idea that you should serve God with your heart. So the word service is typically associated with actions done in the temple, in the Beit HaMikdash. But yet we see the reference to that idea even unrelated to the, we see it in relation to the heart. What does it mean to serve with one's heart? So the sages say that's prayer. Prayer is the service of the heart. Now we've talked about the concept of heart, heart being something that is in fact too, too faceted. We have two hearts. We flow. It's like the, the heart is the divine portal. It's the place in the same way that the physical heart is the, is the portal through which energy extends to every last cell in the body. It causes it animated, to be animated and energized with oxygen and nutrients. And then simultaneously, a different part of the heart clears out the toxins. The, the heart is this portal that is flowing at all times with this nutrition, energy, peaceful, trusting consciousness, and simultaneously it's flowing with this 
self-centered and anxious and fearful consciousness. So what does it mean to serve? What is prayer? How is prayer at the service of the heart? And where, in what way do these, does the heart as a two-faceted portal show up in prayer? And why is this so such a gift? So I'm going to read to you some, some very special sources. This is a midrash. A midrash is part of the oral tradition of Jewish wisdom, part of the part of the Torah that was given to the Jewish people at Sinai. And it says in the midrash regarding the verse that Abraham prayed to God. It says that Abraham hit palel, hit palel to Hashem. This word hit palel is the word prayer. So it is written Abraham hit palel to God. He prayed to God. Rabbi Chama ben Chanina said, this is the first time in the Torah that this word hit palel occurs. And what does it teach? When Abraham prayed, when he did hit palel, the knot was untied. When when God, when Abraham prayed, when he did this thing called hit palel, the knot was untied. What does that mean? So the commentary of the Radal, Rabbi David Luria, he writes as follows, the meaning of this midrash is that no person prayed to annul a decree until Avram came and opened this door. When Avram prayed to God, he untied a knot. He annulled a decree. He, his service of the creator with his heart somehow opened a door and untied a knot and annulled a decree. Let's look at this a little further. An additional commentary. The Maharzav, Rabbi Zev Wolf of Gorodno. In my opinion, when the Midrash says that the knot was untied, when, when it says that Avram prayed when he did hit Palel and thereby the knot was untied, it's assuming that the word tefillah, the word for prayer tefillah, comes from the same root as the expression God has disentangled me. This is, a, this is an expression that Leah used when she was she was she merited to bear another child. Niftalti. God has disentangled me. When God created man and the world, all things were straight. But when man sinned, he entangled the world and made it crooked. Let's, let's repeat that. When God created man and the world, all things were straight. There was a clarity about the nature of reality. But when man sinned, he entangled the world. He, he, he invited into himself the capacity to see the world in a way that destructive things looked appealing and healthy things looked toxic. We could experience an internal world of, of mixture and confusion. So when God created man in the world, all things were straight. But when man sinned, he entangled the world and made it crooked. He made it look as if this world is a jumble of knots and that he's connected to, he, he's in need of this world in a manner that's something other than the creator of the universe. is as if he's being energized and and. and, and energized and sustained by something other than the creator. That's the crookedness of this world that was introduced with that original mistake. The purpose of prayer then is to straighten that which is crooked 
and to disentangle that which is knotted. Prayer, therefore, comes from a root meaning to disentangled, since it removes this entanglement. So this is a powerful idea. Let's let's go back over this. So we've we've spoken about the idea that prayer is a service of the heart, and according to our tradition, it's a means of untying a knot. The knot was originally created through the mistake that we made, that we invited into ourselves a certain confusion, a certain sense of connection to this world as if for its own sake. We're connected to this world and not to the creator. We need things of this world for their own sake and not exclusively the creator. That entanglement is a... a, it's a, it's a dangerous and difficult world to live in. It looks to me like I'm actually at the um, mercy of things of this world. Things of this world are actually causing and sourcing my experience of life. And my focus becomes to address those entities. So, for example, in the example that I used earlier, the traffic looks like it's the source of my experience. It looks like the actual feeling of distress that I'm having is coming from the traffic. And I thereby direct my intense efforts on fixing it. And if I can't fix it, I direct my anger at it. And I experience this feeling of victimhood, of beholdenness, of tithe, of entanglement. I experience an experience of entanglement with this world. That's what it comes down to. I'm experiencing an experiment, experience of entanglement with this world. I, this world is, is shaping me and fashioning me. And I direct my energies to this world in a way that overlooks the source behind everything. And, then they, and I just entangle myself and then I tangle myself. Prayer is the opportunity to realize, wait, I'm flowing with these distinct flows. This distressing feeling, this fearful feeling, this anxious, angry feeling, where is that coming from? It looks like it's coming from traffic. But I know something about how feelings are created. I can experience the feeling that I'm having and I can turn to my creator and I can say, I hereby prepare myself to serve you the service of the heart. I'm asking, I know where, I know what's, I know what's what. I'm not going to locate the source of my distress as the traffic. I'm going to locate the source of my distress as this, as, as, as in, in the same source that is the source of everything. You, the creator of the universe, are the source of my distressful feelings, and you're also the source of this traffic. I hereby acknowledge the truth. I hereby disentangle myself of this world. And the illusion that it is actually this world that is powerful. I'm, I'm turning to you, God. I'm turning to you. The intensity of feeling that this traffic is the source of my distress is so powerful. And yet I turn to you. I lay before you the contents of my heart, my pain, my distress, my fear, my anger, I lay before you all those feelings and I acknowledge that you, you're the source of everything, not the traffic. And I turn to you and I say, I affirm this truth and I ask of you, please allow me passage. 
allow me to see what I need to see from this deterrence, from this roadblock. Straighten my heart. Disentangle me of the, from this world. Allow me to learn what I need to learn and to move forward in my journey. And wherever that journey takes, I express my desire to be unentangled of this world. If you desire for me to be on to be in traffic, then I will be in traffic and allow me to be with it with a measure of acceptance. And yet, create my creator, I'm on my way to perform an errand. I'm going shopping for my family. I'm on my way to enjoy time with a friend. Please allow me to be peaceful with the fact with the single simple the truth that you are the single simple source allow me to place before you the contents of my heart acknowledge that you are the source of those contents and allow me to hereby move forward take this obstacle away take the traffic away if you see fit i want to go and enjoy time with a friend i want to go and do an errand I want to accomplish something practical and good in this world, and I want to do so in a way that's unentangled. This is the incredible opportunity of prayer. The feelings that arise within us, the, the, the service of the heart, to serve my creator with my heart is to lay before him all these feelings, including the gratitude and the joy. I'm experiencing such gratitude and such happiness right now, God. It looks to me like it's actually coming from the new suit I got or from the wonderful um, positive, positive reinforcement I got from this person. And I am grateful to those, but ultimately I acknowledge that those things in and of themselves are not capable of causing my happy feeling. You, you, God, you arose within me, you aroused within me this happy feeling as well as the circumstances that brought this happy feeling that were the vehicle through which I experienced that happy feeling. Thank you. I acknowledge you and I thank you for the good experience and for the good feeling that's within me. This is, this is, a, this is the opportunity of the, of the service of the heart that I have this capacity to disentangle of this world. Every place where I feel my life is generated by the circumstances of this world is an entanglement. And every moment that I have the opportunity to be with those and feelings of entanglement, to present them to my creator and to affirm what's true about them is an awesome, awesome act of service. It is the service of the heart and it is the opportunity to disentangle the knots within.